Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Bob Park Bros, the show about sports. That's right, we are back. That's Tom, I'm Mike. We're back after a three-week hyenas. hiatus. Show's over, Eric, cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Oh, we are back. Uh, I am back from my vacation. Uh, Tom is, uh, Tom's been here, just kind of. I'm not just going to sit here and talk to myself. I thought you and Eric were going to do a baseball show. Uh, we got busy not doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Seems like a legitimate I response. asked Eric, hey, what are you doing? Uh, to, you know, last week I asked him what he was doing. He's like, uh, not a baseball show, that's for sure. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Me too. Everything but that. Anything and everything. Right. No, it just didn't work, work out with everything that was going on with work and everything else. And so. Yeah. Well, well you guys were here busy not doing a show. Uh, I spent couple weeks in uh mesa arizona and los angeles california i got to visit uh two new ballparks while i was out that way why do they call it mesa when it's still very clearly in the middle of a large valley (laughs) i don't uh it's just the name of the city don't have an answer for you usually you name city after thing why do they name this city toldo when it's clearly told don't uh you will do better in toledo (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, so I got to visit uh, Eric's home ballpark, Chase Field. Uh, good old Chase Field. Um, very nice. It is uh, among my favorites of the newer era of ballparks, uh, right up there with Cincinnati. Newer, it, it's kind Which of I will be visiting next week. New. It's been around right, a couple but of decades it's now. Still, it's still the newer era of ballparks. I'm talking, you know, you had... You had Basically, right now in the MLB, there are three eras of ballparks. You've got the old ones, Wrigley, Dodger, Fenway, those types. Those three. You have. And, and no others. Yeah, yeah. now that Yankee is gone and Shea is gone. Um, then you have a few uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, and most of those are getting ready to be replaced. Yeah. Uh, Turner's, well, yeah, I guess Turner's gone now. Arlington is getting a new one. And then you got the late 90s to now where they haven't made a lot of uh, improvements to the way they build stadiums from when Chase was built. It is still right. Uh, some of the best. Uh, Which is why it bugged me so much that they were pushing to replace the stadium already. And I was looking at them like, yeah, yeah, it's been 20 years, whatever, but it's only been 20 years. Right. Like, stadiums should yeah. last longer than that. Like, I don't, I don't. 
Right. You know, even it being my team, I'm like, no, they don't need a new stadium. Yeah. They they have money for improvements each year. They're able to maintain it. They're able to keep it up and uh, make slight changes here and there. You know, uh, they recently added a little porch over. I don't know if you saw it uh, when you were there. The the uh, they call it the home run porch. Yeah. Where they actually added a little piece that kind of sticks out over the field a little bit uh, to the left of the batter batter's eye. If you're That's looking cheating. from home plate. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool little place to watch the game from. And then they change. There's there's two areas behind that on either side of the uh, batter's eye that they change every year. There's a different theme to them every year. I think uh, this year one of them is sponsored by PetSmart and uh, certain games you can bring your dog huh. and uh, go watch the game. But you have to be up in that section. That's pretty cool. This year, uh, based on the team's play, the uh, theme is uh, competency. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I got to watch the... Uh, D-backs play the Rockies. Um, D-backs did win the game. I think it was like 6-2. to two. Um, They played the game with the roof closed because it was 108 degrees the entire time I was out there. Um, and it got hotter after we, we left. Yeah, we so. lucked out because it got, <laughs> it got up to 117 like two days after we left. But uh, So we uh, we did that game, and then they had a fireworks display afterwards. So Inside the closed? They opened the roof. <laughs> Did they play the song when they opened the roof? And shot. Did they do the whole the, the whole thing? They yeah yeah they played the song and yeah um, song. they uh, they wrote that that song was composed for the opening of Chase Field's yeah. roof so it's pretty well, awesome all song. Right, then. It was uh, it was me my brother in law James uh, my father in law Steve and then my two boys and James's daughter and uh, the kids had a blast they loved it when the roof opened uh, I'm fairly certain it was the first D-backs game for all of them. For all, all the kids, I'm not 100% sure about James's daughter, but uh, they had a great time. Uh, I really liked the stadium. We we were in the 200 level, but we did go down and walk around the 100 level. Um, I didn't get a I didn't get a good view of the field from behind home plate or anything like that, uh, just because it's it's too hard to drag kids into into those areas to snap the pictures and whatnot. Um, but uh, it was a very nice field. Unfortunately, uh, I will say for you, Eric, it, it was not. Uh, it was not better than Dodger Stadium. <laughs> um, the other game I went to, I saw the Angels and the Dodgers in L.A. And uh, my God, that stadium is just gorgeous. Um, I, uh, is I saw it the inside or what you can look out and see. It's both. It really is. Um, one thing I do like about them, you know, all these stadiums, they use like the green walls and stuff like that. Yeah. They don't in L.A. They use blue. It's Dodger blue around. So it's really, really nice. Uh looking on the inside like that and um then obviously the view out into the mountains and everything yeah. uh, is just wonderful and i started off sitting in the uh 200 level uh down the third base side which is actually where i sat for the diamondbacks game too um but there was a guy behind me who um he was at there's one guy at every ballpark the know-it-all yeah the the guy who has an anecdote for everything that happens, um, and uh, I just I couldn't put up with them anymore. So like, I think it was like the middle of the third inning. I got up and I walked around. And I walked out to the outfield and I watched an inning from out there. I walked around down the first base side, watched an inning from over there, and then I walked all the way up to the very top of the stadium, and that's where I snapped a picture from that I sent to you guys. Yeah. I'm right behind the batter's box, all the way up in the 300s, looking out into that view. And it, I stayed there for the rest of the game. I didn't want to lose that spot, right? So I just stayed up there and watched from from that spot for you know innings five through nine. Um, 
The Dodgers won that game four to nothing, and I was supposed to go the next day to uh, see that see those same two teams play in Anaheim. Um, but when I was walking around Hollywood, I stumbled upon the premiere of Spider-Man: Homecoming, and somehow finagled my way into uh, into a special area where the uh, actors came to sign autographs just off the red carpet, and then. Uh, I wound up getting myself into a second area where I was in a much more intimate setting with the actors. Uh, and I got to meet uh, Tom Holland and Marissa Tomei, uh, who play Spider-Man and Aunt May. So What? That they was, do? Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. That, <laughs> that was, was the... Re- oh, crazy. I know, right? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Jeez. So how was the movie? Uh, so <laughs> because of uh, the scheduling of my trip i was only able to attend the pomp and circumstance of the opening and not the actual film itself despite having an opportunity to do so uh i had to be back to the greyhound station before the movie would have been over i would have uh, just called a different bus <laughs> i would have gone to the movie and walked home <laughs> yeah. yes i would have walked from la to mesa that would have worked out well um <laughs> But no, as it turned out, I had a great time. Uh, met some really cool people. You did um, though. You missed a walk-off strikeout oh in no. the game you didn't go to. Oh no, I've seen that about eighty-four times. No, uh, the team that struck out won the game. What struck out? <laughs> ball got away from the catcher. Threw the first. Uh, didn't get to first. Went past first, and and somebody scored from somebody second. Scored. Huh, did not know that. I didn't even look at it, but whatever. I still feel like I had the better time going to the premiere than to the baseball game. So I got to see, uh, not up close, but he's gigantic, so I'm not sure. Uh, I saw Terry Crews. I don't know how far away from me he was. He was um, uh, actually behind you. I could see, <laughs> uh, I could still see muscle definition, so, you know, it might have been. So you might have been within two miles. Right, yeah, <laughs> not entirely sure. It all I, depends on. Uh, uh, could you hear him? That's how close. That's how you know. <laughs> that's how, far how you know. Away. No, I, I, uh, I, I could not. No, I was probably about. I was probably about fifteen to twenty feet away from Terry Crews at one point. Um, I didn't really. I didn't really get to spend a lot of time talking to uh, any of the celebrities because they were, you know, here and there and everywhere else. But uh, the little interaction I did have, uh, Marissa Tomei is incredibly nice. And Tom Holland is incredibly British. Yeah, yeah. It's weird when it's always weird to see him talk with his normal voice. Like it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Because I've I don't think I've seen him in anything other than uh, Civil War. Yeah. So to to hear him speak and it's like oh oh he's a Brit. Okay, that throws well, he, me off. And then like it'll be weeks again before I see him do something else and I'll be like oh oh he's a Brit. Oh he's still <laughs> British. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Because I had forgotten. He did such a good job with that accent in that movie, though. That's the thing. Like it, it sounds like it sounds like he's from New York when you hear him in the movie, and that's not uh, not always the case with these British actors trying to do American accents. Most times you can see right through them, but his is really good. Um, so, but that was my uh, that was my vacation. Uh, great time, and uh, happy to be back. I love my in-laws, but you know nothing beats sleeping in your own bed and and not having a hundred plus degrees. Yeah, to look forward to yeah. every day. We uh we did a surprise party for my mother-in-law, and she didn't know that we were coming, which is why I hadn't really mentioned it too much on the show. Um, and uh, her reaction when she saw us, she screamed, 
dropped her purse, and I thought she was going to ran away. <laughs> I thought she was going to fall to her she said, knees. Take the money and leave me alone. <laughs> but no, she was uh, she's very excited to see us. She cried a lot, and then a little bit later, after we had all eaten, I looked over and she's sitting in the chair next to my wife, and she's crying again. <laughs> So it uh it worked out. It was a great couple of weeks. So, um, so can we talk about sports? Back now? around, I did talk about sports during that. <laughs> back around here, uh, you guys did nothing. We went to a Mudheads game. Oh yeah, that was sporting. Yeah. Got uh, really good seats. Uh, actually, I went to uh, my wife and I and um, my daughter and her friend who are staying with us. Uh, we were given tickets by my wife's boss, and they were really, really good seats, like directly behind uh, home plate, you know, like six rows up from the field, like right there. I mean, not that there's a bad seat in that stadium because it's it's a it's a nice small stadium where all the seats are really good. Yeah, but these were really, really good seats. Uh, it was very fun to watch the watch the game from there. Uh, got to see Mudhens win, so you know, nice. always good for you know if you don't have an actual horse in the race, always good to see a home team win. Right, you know, um, which I'm hoping not to see next week when I go to Cincinnati. I'm hoping right. to see the away team win that one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was sporting. I yeah. did that, and uh, then you went to a Mudhens game during that time frame as well, didn't you? I went to or a Mudhens game on Father's Day. Yeah, way back. Oh, that was okay. Actually, have we done one since? Have we done a show since but Father's Day? Because that might be. Thinking. I'm like, I, I don't, don't know. know that we. No, I don't think we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you, you. That was between the last yeah. show and now, but yeah, uh, they won that day too. That was a fun day. Uh, it was Father's Day, so it was packed. Uh, tickets were tough to come by. Um, it's a good thing my friend mentioned that it was going to be Father's Day. Otherwise, I would have tried to get tickets at the door. Oh yeah, that wouldn't have worked. No, I went online and uh, we were sitting in the furthest section from down the first baseline oh wow so yeah that was about as close as we could get yeah i've not been to a mudheads game this year um last one i went to i actually had to leave early because the pace of play was so slow we had to leave in the eighth inning because we we had another engagement uh we were going to leave in the eighth but um because the the mudheads had blown a couple of leads oh uh, and so they they were trailing, and I said, if they're still losing at the end of this inning, let's just go. <laughs> and then they managed to go ahead and take the lead. So uh, we had walked over to the uh, to the outfield area. I love watching games from out there. Oh yeah, it's it's the best. You got to stand, but it's worth it. Well, they have those picnic tables down on one side. If, yeah, if there's not a not events or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, so we stood there for the last <laughs> inning, and then we went to Frickers. Oh yes, the Frickers right there. At the park. Yep. Um, Good time was had by all. Are you sure? <coughs> yeah. Okay. Except for the losing team. Oh. Yeah, but nobody cares about their feelings. Uh, we if they s- didn't want to feel that way, they should have done better. Yep. We used to stand out there uh, right by right field, and we would heckle the opposing players. And uh, the game against the Braves one year, we uh, we got the outfielder to acknowledge us. <laughs> uh, it was me, a couple buddies, uh Tom, were you there for that one or no? No, okay. No. Um, and the guy turns around, and he acknowledges us, and the next inning, the first ball that gets hit to him since then, he takes a bad angle, <laughs> and it winds up dropping about three feet in front of him. <laughs> so he gets back to his spot right in front of us, and before we could even heckle him, he turns around and gives us the finger. <laughs> 
Nice. We, so, we were acknowledged by a, a major league outfielder one time at Chase Field. A, a couple of buddies of mine uh, and I, we would go down there, and, and our standard ritual was to go down to the uh, Hooters uh, near the field first. For the food. Well, for the beer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, whatever uh, you're talking about Hooters, you always have to say, it's for the food. For the, yeah, yeah, the amazing, excellent cuisine that they serve there. Um, yeah, no, we would go to Hooters, and we would split a few pitchers, and then walk over to the stadium. And, you know, kind of pregame a bit. So by the time we get there, we're already uh, you know fairly lit up. And then uh, we were yeah we were going after their outfielder for a while. I think it was uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. It may have been maybe Milwaukee. Maybe I, I don't remember who we were playing, but we were going after them. And uh, the Diamondbacks were losing pretty pretty badly yeah. that game. <laughs> We were we were down by like six or seven runs. Was his response to point at the scoreboard? He turned around like we were giving him hell, and he turns around like right at the end of the inning before he ran back to the dugout. He turned around, and goes, "Look at the scoreboard," and then, and then ran back to the dugout. We're like, "Fine then." <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, that's the only time I've I've gotten a player to react that way. We've interacted with players before games before. Yeah, when they're doing like, uh, signings, yeah, and, which and is always like nice. Um, at the Cubs Brewers game earlier this year, uh, I interacted with a player a little bit. Um, it was a, the Brewers third baseman. He, uh, had a, he had a ball and he was over by the crowd and everybody's hollering, you know, throw the ball, throw the ball. And, uh, he wouldn't, and, but he's, he's staring really intently at all of us and he wouldn't throw it, wouldn't throw it, wouldn't throw it. And everybody's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? I said, he's looking for a Brewers fan. And he points me, he's like, this guy gets it. <laughs> So that's what I'm hoping for when we go to uh, Cincinnati because we have uh, seats literally the very first row in the outfield in section 102. Oh, nice! And so I'm hoping that uh, you know I'm hoping our left fielder catches the final out once or twice and uh, turns around and sees us there in our Diamondbacks gear, being like, "Hey, what's up? That'd be, nice. That'd be great." Um, also, we're in prime Goldschmidt home run hitting territory, so that's that's nice. also a good thing. You know, I have sat in prime home run territory in about four ballparks. <laughs> You want to know what happens? All the home runs go to the other side where they very rarely go. Yep. Uh, Mason and I did it in Comerica, and then those three back-to-back-to-back shots all went to the opposite field. I've never – I've been to a many, many, many games, and I've sit in the outfield bleachers most of the time, yeah. and I have never caught a home run ball or actually even been really close. I've never been within like five or six rows I've of had, a home run ball. I've had maybe two home runs hit to my section out of – you know, 40 that I've seen. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely a crapshoot on that kind of thing. Yeah. I, w- I was actually uh, hoping for, you know, when we were at the Mudhens game, I'm like, where, you know, if we get some of those fly, b- the the pop-up fouls go over the netting, you know, yeah. those could be coming this way. And the, and you, those came, we had one come fairly close. You got to sit of us. near the dugouts. To get yeah. any real good chance at a foul ball there. Um, Cleveland has the netting over top. Remember that? Yeah. Cleveland's oh. netting goes up and over the first level. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because um, you'll watch the balls roll back down the netting. <laughs> um, we we saw that. Tom and I took my like two boys. Yeah. <laughs> Tom and I took my two boys and met our friend Mel out there. Who, uh, Mel, uh, congratulations, just got yeah. engaged, uh, if you're listening. Um, so if you're not listening, you're not, listening uh, not congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Forget you. Um, you'll never know. Um, anyway, so we had gone and uh, took my two boys, and we were sitting in the outfield. A little bit later, Tom and I walked around with the boys, and uh, well, they were starting to get restless. Yeah. So, so we went. We got him some ice cream uh, behind 
the best thing for a restless child. Yeah. Behind home plate, and we're standing there, and um, I'm very thankful to this guy, and uh, I, f- I feel bad putting this out there, but I'm not using his name or anything. But there was one usher, and I asked him, I said, hey, uh, can we sit in these seats while my kids finish their ice cream? We're going to leave when they're done, and it's like the top of the eighth. And the guy's like, uh, well, we really shouldn't. So I was like, oh, that's fine. I just thought I'd ask. And we went and we stood behind the section. And like maybe five minutes later, the guy comes over and he's like, hey, hey, come on. And he takes us over and he takes us to these four empty seats. And so we got to sit behind home plate for the last inning of the ball game. Nice. Um, that man's name was Adlai Stevenson. <laughs> um, it wasn't. It was not. No. Uh, but yeah, that, so that was pretty cool. That's but Adelaide, how, if you're out there, you're cool too. Yeah. You know, we're just you know. throwing that out there. Uh, but yeah, that was one time when I realized they had the netting over top was when we went down there. Um, Eric, when you do go to Cincinnati, make sure that you get a picture looking out from behind home plate because it really is a beautiful view uh, looking out across the river. Um, it's probably the second most beautiful view in the NL Central. It's oddly specific. He's trying to say that the view of downtown Pittsburgh is better, but it is not. It is. As someone who is being objective about it. I am being objective. Mountains are nice and all, but you get you get to look at the river and the downtown and the always there's always a blue sky, except for that one time that it rained. I was gonna say there's not always been and, a blue sky, Tom. And even then, after it rained, the sun came out and uh it was extremely humid, but it was a blue sky. First uh first game I ever went to in Pittsburgh, uh Victor and I went and we sat in the bleachers, really cheap seats, like like they're like six dollar tickets or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, if we had rain like three different times, so it would start raining, we'd have to go down for the bleachers and go underneath and then it would stop and we'd come back out and then it'd start up again and we had to go back underneath. But once it, once it stopped, uh, it just got more humid than I'd ever experienced in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, first game I went to there, uh, we sat in the bleachers and we didn't stay in the bleachers because it was August. Yeah, so that makes sense. We went up onto the rotunda and I still ended up getting sunburned. On your knees, and my knees, my arms, my face. Yeah, I uh, I've gotten really good about making sure I have the sunscreen and everything. And uh, the one time David and I bought tickets where it was supposed to be shaded, and then we upgraded. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're gonna be the shade. We don't need the sunscreen. Nope, <laughs> we blew it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely blew it. Um, so we're spending a lot of time talking about just like random sports related things. Uh. And not actual sports. Well, that's because there are no actual sports going on. Their baseball has reached the All Star break. Yes, the, in fantastic fashion. There were a lot of really lopsided games. Yesterday. There were. Um, the city of Chicago was outscored twenty nine to three. They were outscored ten to nothing in the first inning. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. The Cubs losing nineteen to three. The White Sox losing fourteen, 14 to three. Whatever. And the uh, White Sox getting crushed too, so uh, actually I don't even know what the final score of that game was. To be honest with you, well, if uh, so it was fourteen to three. It would have been 15. Pittsburgh. I don't think that it was. I was kind of exaggerating things. It was ten to nothing. Uh, the thing about that Rockies White Sox game, uh, Freeland had a no hitter with one out in the ninth, uh, and it was broken up. So he made it all nine innings. He had a uh, uh, no. He got pulled. He had 126 uh, uh, pitches. Oh well, yeah, I guess so. Would, uh, yeah, he was he was pulled at that point. Um, interesting thing. Um, our winning pitcher for the Pirates, Shugel. Yeah, 
did not start the game. I don't know how winning pitchers work if they don't play if the starter doesn't play five. Um, the pitcher at the time of the team taking the lead, or in this case, he whoever was pitching the when, fifth. Oh, whenever so the is, game becomes official. <clears throat> yes. So we were. Okay. So we were right because that that was what we were theorizing because we didn't want to look it up. We wanted to figure it out on our own. Yep. And so, when, <laughs> and the so pitcher, I'm like, I know the starter has to go five to get the win. Yeah. So does that mean whoever's if if the team's already in the lead and just continues to maintain that lead, then whoever happened to pitch the fifth? Yep. What happens if they use three different pitchers for the fifth? Is it who starts the fifth? Whoever, whoever ends finishes it, the fifth. Whoever finishes it. So whoever gets the third out in the fifth. Yep. All right. Um, that is an extremely baseball thing. <laughs> Which it just leads me to oh, believe the win that, stat is garbage. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. So some guy could come in, pitch one out, and get the win. Yes, yes. That's why the win stat is kind of it's it's garbage anymore. Um, back in the day, when guys would pitch, you know, an entire game regardless of what was happening to them. Well, they weren't throwing a hundred oh. mile per hour fastballs all game long, right? Um, yeah, you, you used the the win stat used to mean a lot more. Uh, yeah, when, when pitchers almost always went seven, eight, or nine, it, it made more sense yeah. for that for that starting pitcher to have that that stat and have it mean something. I think uh, nowadays the way the pitchers are used, uh, ERA means a lot more when you're looking at how a pitcher does. ERA, uh, whip, and strikeouts. Walk, yeah, the, the strikeout to walk ratio. Yeah, especially that, they, that's something big to look at. I think if they could stop coming up with uh, new stats to. Keep keep track of i would be happy yeah uh you need to not be a baseball fan if you don't want more stats because right. that's the only thing that they have a whole thing called stat cast now like <laughs> when was whip introduced or when did it become a big thing because i don't remember it for most of my life yeah it's a lot more emphasis has been put on it lately um so the uh, the two scores that we talked about not even the worst one of the day oh no the astros whooped the blue jays 19 to 1 um the uh they split that series. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a weird series. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't get to carry over runs from no. one game into the next. There's been a few times that I wish the Diamondbacks could be could have been able to do that. They, they don't allow that. Yeah. Um, the I the only baseball I watched while I was gone were the two games that I was at. Yeah. Um, I didn't really watch. I just I was, you know, sort of paid attention out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. I watched. Uh, I watched the Cubs game. On Friday, and I watched the uh, Tigers Indians game last night on on my brand new television. Yeah, whoop, whoop. Uh, your other one broke. What did yes. you end up going with? Uh, Le Echo, the Huda. What? Le Echo, Laos. It's a landlocked country <laughs> in Asia. Or Lico. I don't know. L E capital E C O. That's the brand. Lico. I had never, because I've never never heard of of it before. (laughs) Did you get a warranty? Yes. Okay. (laughs) From the company and from the place where I bought it. Um, I yeah, I'd never heard of the brand before, and the the woman had actually said, and and I believe her because I don't work for commission, so uh, that's always nice. Uh, She told me she had never heard of it either, (laughs) but that she had sold some and got great reviews when she had talked to the people later. After they had been back in the store. Well, you'll have to go back and give so, it a review. Yeah. Um, we got a 4K Ultra television. Yeah. 55-inch uh, for $350. Interesting. That is a steal. I, I was about uh, this close, and listeners, I'm holding my ver- fingers very close together, uh, to buying a, a TV the other day at Costco. Yeah. We went in for... Uh, 
to get some water because you can never have enough water in Toledo, just in case. Right. Um, <laughs> and they had a 49-inch curved screen Samsung 4K for like 540. Oh wow. It was a nice looking TV. Yeah, it really was. I'm not all about the curved screens. I'm not. They're pretty awesome. They, actually, yeah, I especially just... if you have a, a room where you want multiple people. You know, if you're the only person that's going to be watching it, and you know where you're going to be sitting, and you can set up the viewing angle to be exactly what you like, right. then a, a flat screen is perfectly I, fine. But if I you totally... want everybody in the room to be able to see the yeah. same picture, they're pretty badass. I totally get it, but I just the price differential is not worth it for me. They're coming. They're coming closer though. They are as, as they the are. technology improves. They're coming. That's why they're, know, like they're that not. One. They're not three hundred dollars apart anymore. <clears throat> it's you know I know yeah. it is closer, but it's for me. It's still not worth the price difference. Like I wasn't going to get a four K this time until we found that one for three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the. Uh, the home run derby is tonight. Oh, will I be able to watch, or uh, is it? Uh, you know, I don't know. Being stupid, I, I have no idea. Um, but they, uh, the way they're doing it this year, uh, let me read through the rules here. Um, it's a bracket. They rated okay. them one through eight based um, on how many home runs they had. And uh, I, I believe, so. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Um, the, so the rules, during the final minute, the clock stops when a player hits a home run and does not restart until a swing results in a non-homer. Uh, players who hit two home runs of at least 440 feet earn more time, 30 seconds of bonus time. The clock does not stop during the 30 seconds of bonus time. Each player has one 45-second timeout in the first and second round. In the finals, each player gets a 45 and a 30. So what? this, Yeah. <laughs> So each can't, player, well, why can't they just do so total like they used to? You get ten outs. Yeah. So total, each player gets four minutes guaranteed. <laughs> four minutes, and then all those little extra rules in there. That is a See, way the, complicated way to do right. something when all you need to do is batting practice. This. That's all this is. This is why these players always have slumps after the All Star break because their brains explode trying to figure out the rules. Right. Um, so the bracket, uh, it's Giancarlo Stanton against Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge and Justin Bohr, Cody Bellinger and Charlie Blackman, and Mike Moustakis and Miguel Sano. It's going to be Moustakis. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I believe Stanton is the favorite. Yeah. Uh, at seven to five, Aaron Judge at seven to four. Aaron Judge is going to get intimidated going up there for the sole purpose of hitting home runs. Uh, you know, being a rookie and all, yeah. he's not. I don't think he's got that type of uh, presence. The, o- the only way that, based on the new rules, he might have a chance, only because he's going to get extra time for the longer ones. Yeah, and that's what he does is hit really in long ones. So that might skew it in his favor a little bit. Like I would give a little bit of, uh, you know, if I was if I was making the odds, I would definitely take that into consideration. The dogs are restless. <laughs> the dogs didn't <laughs> like your comments. Yeah. Either that or uh, the male's here. <laughs> uh, so uh, that is just the appetizer for the main course that is the all-star game tomorrow night. Really? Because I feel like the home run derby gets higher ratings. Yeah, probably. Uh, the good news this year, the all-star game does not determine home field advantage for the uh, for the World Series. Hot <laughs> damn. So... That means the NL has a chance to have home field advantage. Um, you know what? And they probably will. We're going to take a quick stroll through the standings. 
and uh, we see that the Dodgers have 61 wins. Um, the Astros have 60, so, you know, looks like they may be on a collision course. Um, so it's the first time in a very long time that there have been multiple teams with 60 or more wins going into the All-Star yeah. break. Um, and the, the Astros lead every single offensive category except for stolen bases. <laughs> yep. I was looking at the Who needs to steal bases when you're hitting that many home runs? Yeah. I, I was looking at the stats yesterday. It's uh, Astros, 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 Angels, Astros, Astros, <laughs> Astros. Uh, the Angels, who are shockingly only two games under five hundred, uh, after being without Mike Trout for about a month and a half. So he's saying that he's not the only player on that team. I am. That's weird because most seasons he kind of is. Right. Um, they uh, they could challenge for that wild card spot. Um, huh. Kind of interesting here. Um, <clears throat> the Angels are 45 and 47. The New York Yankees, 45 and 41. Uh, Why have they played so many fewer games? That Yeah, that's a huge difference. That is very odd. I feel like you should come into the All-Star break. Everyone has played the same number of games, barring you know, rainouts or whatever. Yeah, w- within one or two at the absolute yeah. most. That's very odd. Yeah. Yeah, not sure. I mean, I know it'll even out at the end of the season. You know, everybody right. will play the same number yeah. of games at the end of the season, but that it the whole point of the All Star break is kind of a midpoint, even though it okay, is a not, little bit past midpoint for most. Teams. I did not realize that Boston had fifty wins. Yes, uh, so does Milwaukee. Uh, okay, the biggest surprise of the year, even even a bigger surprise than uh, the Astros having sixty, which. I I thought they were going to be good. Even bigger surprise than the Cubs being sub five hundred is that the Brewers are nine games over five hundred and leading the NL Central by five and a half games. That is the biggest surprise of the first half to me. Yeah, watch out though. The uh, next three teams are well. You guys are five and a half back. The Cardinals are five and a half back, and the Pirates are now only a game and a half behind them. Yeah. Um. So that could uh, become something if the Brewers hit a bit of a skid right um so for the for the brewers um they're hitting a lot of home runs six guys in double digits uh eric thames leads the way with uh 23 home runs although he only has 43 runs of added in um travis shaw leads that stat for them with 65 rbi uh santana has 50 um you got sogard hitting 331 uh he's the only player hitting over 300 for them that's uh I don't know. It's kind of amazing right now with them. They're, um, they're well. They're getting defense. Yeah, that's that. They're keeping their uh, runs against low, and that's what's helping them win all these games. Yeah, uh, Chase Anderson has a two eighty nine ERA, uh, best among their starters. Uh, next best uh, is Jimmy Nelson with a three point three. Um, so that's so it's all fielding. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of an anomaly. Uh, the Brewers being on top of the division, um, I think it uh, it does have to do with the fact that so many of the other teams are down right now. Yeah, um, in any other year they would be third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got you got the Cardinals two games under, the Pirates five games under. You know, so it's it's weird to see them up there. Um, I, I if there's one division leader that I think could fall, I think it is the Brewers. Um, I, I'm not going to rule the Cubs or Cardinals out right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a, there's half a season left, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Most teams, most teams are at about 
85 games right now. Um, 80, 85 to 88 in that range. Well, hell, even Cincinnati, is they're less than 10 games behind. Oh, they are. Yeah. It is the uh, it is not the tightest division in baseball, though. Uh, the AL East, at six games under, Toronto's only eight and a half back of Boston. Yep, and uh, the White Sox are only nine back in the AL Central. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland finally has finally gotten it together uh, after those early season struggles, um, leading Minnesota by two and a half games. Yeah, that was, that was kind of annoying to see. Uh, the Minnesota Twins and the Milwaukee Brewers on top of their divisions. Right, over the, over the World Series uh, participants from last year. Um, interesting stat for the Cubs. First World Series team to not send a player to the All-Star game the next year. Because Wade Davis was not on the team. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's their lone all-star, which, biases aside, how did Chris Bryant not make the all-star team? He's one of the fan vote-ins. No, he didn't, but he didn't get it. Just the way the Cubs have been playing. It just I know that I know that it's dumb, but that's how it works. Yeah, it just it's it's mind boggling. It Rizzo actually Rizzo probably had a better case than than Bryant. I was a little and surprised. Neither one made it. Um that McCutcheon didn't make it, given his play in late May through right now. Right. He uh, in June he batted four eleven, which is just out of this world. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I had another interesting stat about the All Star Game, but it escapes me now. It's dumb and kind of a waste of time. It's not a stat. That's a fact. They are not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> seven out of ten people think that it's dumb and a big waste of time. There you go. Good work. Statisticing that? Thank you. Is that? Yeah, sure. All right. We didn't uh, have a show rundown, did we? No, not really. Uh, there, like I said, there's only. We talk th- a little bit about hockey. There's not actually. I was actually going to go into basketball because Bas- something did. Something did happen. Well, things happen in hockey too. Right. Uh, the uh, we missed the draft. We're not going to do a full recap of the draft, but. Markel Fultz went number one overall and then got injured in the summer league. Oh no! How bad? It's not bad. It's okay. it's it's an ankle sprain. But you think about it, and you think about what the Seventy Sixers have been through with these yeah. injured first picks. And uh, actually, Joel Embiid had a tweet. It's like I said something like, "No, no, no! You can't do this to us again," or something <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, a, a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of shock and concern around around the Sixers, but it, it's. It's going to be all right. He should be back for training camp and preseason and everything. But, yeah, you, you just look at it with that franchise and you're like, yeah. they can't go through this again. They're poised to finally be something in the East. Yeah. You know? I I, I kind of feel for them a little bit, uh, given that uh, the owner of that team also owns the Devils. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, there's a, a little bit of news uh, to go over that we didn't really talk about. Obviously, uh, Chris Paul being traded from the Clippers to the Rockets. Yeah. I, uh, uh did I post about that? You did. did. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that's huge for them. And now... Uh, now they're going to be able to lose in the conference finals. Yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan in the world. Um, and I don't know how well he's going to work with James Harden. I, I think he instantly makes that team much more of a contender. I agree with that. But when it comes down to it, how are they supposed to match up against the Warriors with two with two ball hogs on the team? Um, they'll learn to share. And and Paul isn't a ball hog in, in the sense that he wants to take all the shots, but he has to have the ball come to him in every possession. And James Harden has to have the ball come to him in every possession. Chris Paul is probably the best assist guy since John Stockton. Mm, 
He's he, maybe he needs the ball to come to him, but he's really good at sharing. Right, but Harden can't start a can't start a possession without the ball. Right, <laughs> you know they both want the ball to start. It's got to come through both of them. There's only 24 seconds in a shot clock. The um, other three players on 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 the court at, at any given time are just there to take up defenders. Right. Um, now uh, that move triggered some other things around the NBA. Uh, the uh, triggered some players getting some. Kind of out there uh, contract. Yeah, not as bad as last season, though. Um, with Chris Paul moving on, the Clippers had to uh, regroup and uh, double their efforts on Blake Griffin, who many thought was going to uh, was going to bolt for Oklahoma City. Yeah, um, uh, they were able to re-sign him, um, and uh, they were able to. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, Billy. Scott. Oh, uh, no, uh, Gallinari. The, they were able to trade for Gallinari. I was close. Yeah, you were close. Uh. <laughs> I, what I'm specifically referring to with the uh, ridiculous contracts is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s $71 million offer from the Knicks. Yeah, which is going to trigger, uh, that's going to trigger them moving on from Carmelo, which they've been trying to do, um, which was mostly Phil Jackson, but now we'll see uh, with him being gone. Um, which uh, which is a relief to anybody who even remotely cares about the Nick. Yeah, which is the three or four people. I don't, I don't get it in sports with this. This guy was an amazing coach. Quick, let's uh, let's bring him into the front office. Mike Holmgren was a disaster in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Bill Parcells was kind of a disaster. Running things in Dallas. Yeah. Um, this never works out the way that teams think, think it will. No. See, uh, players tend to make better GMs than, than former coaches. And if the coach is a former player, you know, he's kind of forgotten what it was like, I think. <laughs> Phil Jackson's forgotten a lot of things over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now uh, now I guess they're, the Knicks are trying to start trade talks with the Rockets about Carmelo Anthony, but I don't know what the Clippers have to offer anymore. I think the Knicks just want to get out from under it. Yeah. But I think Melo would, uh, I think he would make things even worse uh, in Houston. Yeah, um, he is not really that great a team player. No, uh, he and he... And, I mean, that's not necessarily his fault, not having any players around him that are worth giving the ball to. Um, but, I don't know, things soured be- between him and, and Phil Jackson, and I think it really hurt him as a player. Yeah, um, his his tenure in New York has uh, been forgettable um, yeah. as a producer. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if, I don't know if moving... I don't know if moving anywhere is going to reignite his career. Uh, I can definitely say that moving to Houston will not. No, he needs to go somewhere where he can uh, really not have another, well, I mean, you know, not have a superstar, you know, where he can be that superstar. Yeah. Um, oh, I had another thought on him, but I, uh, my mind's not back in it yet, guys. <laughs> well, good job. I'm just not back in it. Um, uh, another move. <laughs> Another move that uh, is pretty big in the NBA: uh, Gordon Hayward going from the Jazz to the Celtics, yeah. um, which meant uh, Kelly Olynyk had to, uh, well, he wasn't released. Um, the um, Celtics uh, rescinded his uh, offer sheet or whatever. 
That's got to hurt. Yeah. Uh, so he signed in Miami. Uh, Miami, who finally let Chris Bosch go. <laughs> um, Took him long enough. Yeah. And uh, part of part of bringing Hayward to Boston, uh, they also had to trade Avery Bradley to Detroit for Marcus Morris, which resulted in Detroit uh, relinquishing their rights to Contavious Caldwell Pope, which makes him instantly the best available uh, free agent. It also uh, has the best name of any available yeah. free agent. Um, in the tweet I had put out there, I had mentioned uh, the Clippers, the Spurs, and another team um, as potential landing spots, uh, teams that could use a player of his caliber. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the the Spurs really kind of need a player where if Leonard gets injured, it's not the end of the world anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, they uh, they re-signed Patty Mills. Um, they gave him a lot of money. They too. did, which uh, kind of shows me that they're ready to uh, depend on him for the future. Yeah. Um, you know, Tony Parker's not going to be there forever, and obviously with the injury at the, in the playoffs last year, um, you know, you're not sure not sure how he's going to come back from that. So you want uh, you want Patty Mills to be ready at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, and uh, with. Uh, you know, with San Antonio, obviously the bench has always been a strength for them. Yeah, but they're this this last season. It kind of wasn't as much. Yeah, and it's it's the makeup of the team now. They had you know they were used to getting discounts from Tim Duncan, right? But now they had to pay Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, the max contract and whatever in free agency, and they're not used to that. So the bench suffered a little bit. Um, Jonathan Simmons, who they're trying to re-sign, uh, has been huge for them off the bench and. Uh, Hopefully they can get him back under contract. Uh, they did sign Rudy Gay uh, within the last couple of days, uh, so that's going to be big for them, uh, looking to bounce back from kind of a down year. Um, See, I always I always look to the uh, to those smaller signings. If if a if a team's making a, a decent number of those, then I think they're going to be all right. Um, but if they're just going after superstars, uh, they're probably addressing the wrong thing. They're going to wind up handcuffing themselves. Yeah, they're going to give. You know, max contracts to three players, and then not have any money to go after the bench. Yeah. Um, so that I don't know. That was uh, pretty much it for the NBA recap that we uh, things we missed. Yeah, there wasn't. There's now. It's it's the height of the dead season for the NBA for everything. Um, the NHL. Uh, they had their draft, and yeah. Um, they uh, we haven't we haven't done a show since the Vegas team got to. Uh-huh. make their selections uh we were all kind of surprised when they did not take peter Morazic from detroit no but they they set themselves up for a grandiose second season yeah um, they may they may do fine this year i mean they've got flurry in net, so that would you know that's immediately one of their strengths they took a lot of defensemen and and signed a lot of defensemen and then traded a lot of defensemen trading them for picks in future drafts, um, which is smart because you can't really expect to rely on the, the 30 players you pick to to be the core of the team for years to come. Yeah, um, some, of the, some of the bigger names that are going to help them uh, right out of the gate, uh, James Neal yeah. uh, from Nashville, um, Cody Eakin from Dallas, um, and I'm, you know, I'm not sure which of these players have been dealt by now. Uh, they did take Trevor Van Riemsdyk like we thought. Yeah. Um, didn't they move him shortly thereafter? Uh, I thought, I think they sent him to yes, Carolina. Yes, to Carolina. 
Um, so we we were correct that they would select him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Smart to take you know young D. Yeah. And send him to a D needy team. Yeah. Um, they uh, they took Alexi Emelin and then traded him to Nashville. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they were uh, they were able to acquire uh, Riley Smith from Florida uh, in exchange for uh, not selecting certain players. Yeah, they 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 got a, a good amount of picks and players for for that. Yeah, um, and actually Pittsburgh traded Pittsburgh traded them a uh, second round pick in twenty twenty. To ensure that they would take Flurry and not one of their, uh, not one of their defensemen that was available. Yeah, um, which I don't know that they would have done that anyway. I I feel like their plan all along probably was to pick Flurry. Probably, um, they did have a couple other picks actually wound up not signing with them because um, they were allowed to pick players not under contract. Yeah, um, uh, Connor Brickley, Chris Thorburn, and. Uh, John Francis Berube, uh all signed with other teams, um, and then they traded Van Dr- Van Riemsdyk, Schlemko, Meta, and Emlin. Um, yep. So they and I don't I don't know if they're done making moves, um, and I think I think their development camps are, are starting, so I think it, it's winding down. Yeah, they they will still need to make some moves because they are still over. Yeah. Um. So guys will be guys will be traded because you know. With the players that they were able to select, uh, player number twenty-seven on their roster might be better than player twenty on, you know, Florida's roster or yeah. you know something like that. So, uh, the NHL did release their schedule too. Yeah, they did, uh, which was exciting for us to you know we only get to see our teams every so often. Yeah, uh, in um, this area, I was on uh, the Twitter and one of the uh, one of the podcasts I follow that talks about devil stuff. Is organizing a, a bunch of Devils fans to go to Madison Square Garden on Octo- October fourteenth. Oh, awesome! And I'm really kind of thinking about it. I'd I'd do it. You got the you got the time and the money. I'd do it. Just get a a nice cheering section of the opposing team in there. Now is it, they setting something up where you guys all can pay them and they'll buy like a group of tickets? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, I wish that teams would kind of get involved in that a little bit, you know? Yeah, a um, little, little bit of gamesmanship going on. Yeah. You know, buy a block of, of your away team rivals' tickets. Yeah, I, you know, I'd like to see it across the sports, too, like, you know, in, in, in the NFL. Because you look at college football and, like, the away team gets a section, Yeah, you know? I'd like to see something like that happen in the NFL where, you know, the opposing team will go in, you know, let's say the Bears will go in and buy – an entire an entire section, the one hundred, two hundred, and three hundred level, a slice of the stadium, yeah, up in Minnesota, and then you know sell, raffle, and auction off the tickets, and that would uh, that would certainly cut down on uh, rude interactions between fans. Oh yeah, if I yeah if I could if I could go up to Detroit and buy a ticket in the Packers slice of the stadium, uh, that would be way better. Or just any team, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that'd be way better than what happens to us now. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it wouldn't be a problem in you know if I wanted to go back to uh, see the Browns and the Steelers again. Uh, actually, that's just <laughs> a Steelers home game, right? Of note, uh, the Browns tickets go on sale this Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, Take so a look. 
I maybe be, I can go to the warmer weather game <laughs> this year. I will be purchasing two Packers Browns tickets. I'm not going in January again. Yeah, my game is in December. <laughs> you fool. December there, uh, late December or early January up in Detroit, which is indoors, but still. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to walk from the parking to the stadium, and it's not always the easiest thing. Right. Um, so, touching back to hockey there. Yeah. Uh, went off on a little tangent there. Um, Us? No. Yeah, uh, the draft, the uh, draft proper uh, occurred also, and the Devils had the number one pick, lucky us. We took Nico Heischer, making him the first Swiss-born player to be drafted number one overall. And he was, at, at, at mid-season last year, he was ranked outside the top 15. But an incredible run uh, with the Halifax Mooseheads, I think it was. Uh, and in the yes in the junior championships world championships he led uh, Switzerland to some mighty fine victories yeah and rocketed up the rankings to number one where we picked him uh, a player I was a little bit surprised to see drop a little bit uh, Cody Glass not going until sixth with Vegas uh, I th- I think it's a, a a matter of you're gonna have people drop no matter what and right. he he was not. The most NHL-ready of the top prospects. Right. And part of it was you had uh, two defensive needy teams in Dallas and Colorado picking at three and four. Um, Um, What I was interested to see is that uh, we didn't learn this until after the draft, but um, Nolan Patrick, who was consensus number one pick for almost all year, uh, had a uh, sports hernia surgery. Before yeah. the draft, and that didn't come out until after the draft. Yeah, he was picked um, by Philadelphia at number two. I am glad we didn't pick him, specifically because of his uh, history of of injury. Yeah, he missed quite a bit of last season uh, with a uh, sports hernia, and that's not the kind of thing that's just going to stop happening. Yeah, um, I so mean, I- he might go on to have a, a good NHL career, but. Yeah, and it's not great that you know it didn't come out until after. Yeah, I was a little bit leery kind of an issue going in, and I'm glad we took Heischer. Yeah, and you know don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I didn't know much about Dallas's pick uh, at number three. He was the best defenseman available. It, yeah, um, I, I didn't know much about him coming into it, but everything I've read and the highlights I've watched, I'm, I'm actually pretty uh, pretty pleased. He'll, uh, he'll Miro, Miro Heiskinen. Yeah, he'll have a chance to make the team. I don't know if he will. These defensemen take a little bit longer to uh look at look at Dallas's blue line. He'll make the team. <laughs> no, I, he will he will <laughs> I, I start know. the year probably in in juniors if he was in juniors before. Uh I don't know where he was. Uh HIFK. Okay, so he was over in He was in Lika in Finland or the team is HIFK. Yeah, but what Not even not even going to try. Uh, let me see it. Not even going to try. Neither am I, but I was right. It, it, it's a Finnish team. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was, but I wanted to look up the actual name. Um, so yeah, I, I reckon he might play another year over there um, and then head to the AHL. Probably. that's um, That would not be shocking. But again, with as, with as bad as we are on the blue line, yeah, I mean, it he, would not be the most shocking thing in the world to see, you know. Well, I believe if he... I know that if you play in the in the juniors in North America, you have to stay there until the season is over, and then you know there's a certain point after which you can't uh, come onto the team. Right. 
Um, so he's he's likely going to spend the entire season over in Finland. What you doing, Eric? Just got a new fountain pen, trying to make it work. <laughs> Eric has about eight. You guys, uh, hockey, hockey it up over there. Eric has about eighteen pen pieces, <laughs> just strewn about the table. These cartridges were supposed to fit this pen, but I'm thinking maybe they don't. Did the cartridge come with the pen? No, I had to order them separate. Oh, you blew it. It's not really a true fountain pen if you don't have to dip it in the ink every five seconds. Tom's right. You're a failure as a penman and as a man. It's kind of harsh. That is a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm over it. Actually, it's also not a, a fountain pen if you don't write a letter that begins, My Dearest Mary Bell. I don't know any Mary Bells, though. Who am I going to write to? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and you have to write it in a southern drawl. That's right. Write it with an accent. No, he doesn't have to write it with an accent, but when the person is reading it, whoever's doing the voiceover has to read it in a southern accent. Right. Yeah. That's really got nothing to do with him. Um, well, it's supposedly his voice, though. I mean, he did it. He made a, a thing. <gasps> Good work, Eric. It writes. It wrongs. I don't know what this contraption that came in it is supposed to do. Like, I don't know it's if I'm doohickey. supposed to be able to just, like, put ink just directly in this and have it like and be like like it's got a plunger oh um, actually so what that is that's the part of the pen that keeps it from becoming possessed oh i don't need to it out so uh good luck i guess (laughs) well then i'm just gonna practice i'm just gonna write the alphabet for a little while you guys continue about your show okie doke so uh damn you and your pen See, look, the ABCs, right? Good That's job. What, oh, oh no! What's this? <laughs> oh no, your pen has become possessed because you forgot that piece. <laughs> I tried to write the alphabet. It wrote, die, die, die. Oh, man. All right, so we are less than a month away from football. Yeah. Uh, preseason kicks off on August 3rd. And while that's not really football, it's football. It, yeah, it's, you know what? I will. It's been uh, gone since March. Yeah, I watch. I watch a few uh, a few preseason games here and there, um, and we uh, we will kick off our NFL preview shows um, starting next week. Uh, it's going to be uh, division by division. I think we should just go in alphabetical order and take a number of teams each week. Oh yeah, we could do that. That works. But then we're not doing the division winners at the end of each week like we were before. We, that can be our big... The last one will... Big final preparation week. All right. So, uh, what? It'll be... The Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Buffalo. Next week. Go yeah. by location name or, or, or go by team name? Location name. Yeah. It is coming down out there. It Indeed really it is. is. Eric, I told you. Holy smokes. For, for once, to... uh, Tom's weather app was more correct than mine. For for once, literally. Uh, do you guys do battle with this on a regular basis? No, he just always, oh, it says it's going to rain today, and then there's never any rain. And I'm like, well, my app never said it was going to rain. But, and then he's like, it's going to rain all week, according to my app. I pull up my app. It's like, nope. But, but what am I going to do? Trust an app that says it's not going to rain and then get poured on on right. my way to work? Right. Oh, man, this really kind of ruins a lot of things. Tom and I usually bike to work. Uh, that ain't happening today. Nope. I wasn't going to do that anyway because I've been getting lazy. Don't leave your lunch at home today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom was going to pack the other day when Eric and I packed, and then he didn't. <laughs> or he did, but left it sitting 
in the refrigerator at home. Well, I didn't pack, but I knew what leftovers I was going to grab. Ah, uh, gotcha. I um, I have some of that Lloyd's pulled pork. It's actually really yeah. good. We've got some, I guess, Eric's pulled pork. Yeah, I made a pork roast the other day and pulled it. Pulled my meat myself. Good work. <laughs> yeah. I made a terribly inappropriate joke uh, last night. We were, le- we were leaving the restaurant, and a friend of mine who works there was sitting outside on his uh, smoke break. And we were talking about the fitness watches and how sometimes they, uh, if you talk a lot with your hands, it thinks yeah. it thinks you're up and walking and stuff. Uh, and I made a joke about how if I wore it on my other wrist, it would think it was... Thank you for that. Bing pot. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that was more of a jack go, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Brooklyn Nine Nine needs to come back. That's where Bing Pot is from. Okay, show needs to sports, man. We're pretty much done. <laughs> Short show today. Uh, yeah, some, well, some teams won, some teams lost. Uh, we, uh, we hit the All Star break. We talked about the, the standings a little bit. I mean, you know, and this is just kind of a this this show is about putzing around and getting back into the flow. Yeah, three weeks off is not, uh, uh, doing the bull dance, feeling we, the flow. And I'm I'm I've got a bit of a cold coming on, so. I'm not at full 100%. Have you ever performed a show at 100%? That one where I made you guys leave because the pun was so bad? Oh, yeah. Well, like we said, next week we will get into the NFL previews, and uh, we got to get college football going at some point, too. Yeah, uh, I figure we talk about that a bit less Yeah, because there's three teams or so. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking about, uh, if I had to guess, Alabama, USC, and OSU. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there will be a fourth team in there, what with them requiring it and all. Yeah. Let's just say, hmm, Washington. Nah, I was going to say Florida State. Actually, a lot of people are high on them this year. Um, I don't know. I'm not so much. We'll see. Hey, lightning. All right. And the thunder rolls. This is going to be great. Uh well, I think that is our show. Uh, Eric has some things to attend to before work. Uh, I have to figure out how I'm getting to work. and uh, I don't have anything to do before work, but I have to go with Eric because I can't ride my bike in the in the thunderstorm. Gotcha. Yeah. And I work two hours before he does, so he gets to sit inside, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> don't even get to sit outside and enjoy the sunshine. Oh. I mean, you could sit on the patio if you're if you're able to get one of those middle seats our where patio, it doesn't get wet. Our patio is becoming leaky. Yeah. yeah. They need to redo that cover or at least patch it up. The dogs are making the walls shake. Yeah. And I get that Just it's... Just the plywood one. I get that it's a fake wall. It, the, the plywood one that's not connected to the floor. Right. It's hard to drill into concrete, you know? Oh, with that really attitude, is. maybe. So, so we bought that TV last night, and uh, we bought an entertainment center to go with it, and I was complaining about putting the entertainment center together. I didn't want to do it. Well, my wife wanted to get it done before bed, so I was like, all right, fine. So we get started on it, and I'm still complaining about it. She's like, well, I'll just do it myself. So she did. All right. So I don't even, uh, you know. Complaining wins again. You know, the hell is drilling through concrete? I didn't even want to drill through a board of piece of wood there. But, a piece uh, of fiberboard. Yeah. Not even medium density fiberboard, just fiberboard. All right, well, I think we're out of uh, sports and. Uh, we're even more out of inane chatter. Inane chatter, yeah. Um, so thank you all for listening, and we will do our best to talk sports at you next week. Hey, everybody, Eric here to tell you about a special promotion my charity, Comicare, is running. 
We are up for a challenge, and we need your support. At Comicare, we spend all year traveling to hospitals and collecting smiles from children and their families and leave comic books behind to keep the smiles going. Well, now we want to see your smiles, and we want to post them on our pages, too. This July 20th through 23rd, we will bring Arizona Tony Stark to the San Diego International Comic Con and take on one of our biggest challenges yet. We will have four days to collect as many pictures as we can of smiling supporters with Tony. How many can we collect? 100? 300? 500? We'll run for the 1,000 mark, but you never know. Will you pledge a couple of pennies for each photo we collect? Just think, if you pledge just two cents per picture and we collect a hundred photos, your donation will be two dollars. If we collect a thousand, twenty dollars. Either way, a small price to pay to be part of our continuing mission. We appreciate all your support in the past and we know you will enjoy being a part of this adventure. So please visit comicare.org slash one thousand smiles. That's C O M I C A R E dot org slash one zero 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 smiles. Visit our page, click that pledge button, and throw us a couple of cents per smile.